0: Hello, friends. This is Carla Argante, and welcome to The Headset. The Headset is a weekly podcast that will motivate you to get up, get on, and ride. Hey, everyone, welcome to the show. So, in this episode, I talked to a very, very dear friend of mine, Fernando Martinez. Um, I've known him for many, many years. He's a bicycle advocate out of Brownsville, Texas. He shared with me a beautiful story about how he got started in cycling as a young kid in Mexico City. It was such a beautiful story that I just couldn't not share it with you all. So, saddle up and enjoy. All right, here we are. Hey, Carl. <laughs>
1: how are you? I'm fine. How are you? So, okay, how long have we known each other, man? Um, I believe we met in 1996, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. 20, 20 years. years,
0: okay, still. So, mm-hmm. bef- when you came to Key Biscayne, did you come from Mexico?
1: From Mexico City, I moved to Washington, D.C., actually to Maryland. Mm-hmm. So and
0: so, were you working on bikes in Mexico, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was or were working on bikes. racing city? in Mexico. Yeah, wow, I was right.
1: uh, racing, I was uh, doing touring in Mexico, I was uh, fixing bikes, uh, manufacturing parts and bicycles there since I was, when I was 13 years old. But my story is kind of unique um, because when I, uh, I was born and raised in Mexico City and we never owned a car, we used public transportation, a bicycle to commute um, and walk to school. Um, but this guy, other guy, when I was working in a convenience store, kind of like a Stripe 7-Eleven or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, corner store, his bike shop was next to it, and every Saturday he used to come and say, Hey, you, you are tall, skinny, you like to be part of our recycling team. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. No, no I don't like, you know, some biking. Yeah. And uh, he said, okay. So he leaves, next Saturday comes back and says, hey, so you thought about um, becoming a, a member of our recycling, you know, team? I said, no, I haven't even time to think about it. You know, I'm busy with school here or there. So he goes away. Comes back, you know, the following week, and he keeps coming every week to ask the same question. And one day he said, hey, what's your name? I said, my name is Fernando. "Ah, oh, Fernando, let me ask you a question. How much money do you make here? I said, 200 pesos. Hmm. I give you 400. I said, where's the bike? <laughs> you like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Show so me was- the bike.
0: But really, but then it seems like if we play the tape through, that just opened a whole new world for you once you got on that bike and you started going.
1: That's right. Um, Basically, he said, I'm going to make you the best mechanic. I'm going to teach you how to, uh, you know, build a bike, how to uh, make a frame, how to paint, how to to work on bikes. Mm. And I teach people to do a good job. Yeah. The thing of this is, um, when I get to know more about this guy, his name is Gonzalo, or he passed away years ago, but uh, he was kind of like my Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. So he was showing me the old school. Yeah. And uh, he had, um, or has two, kids, two older uh, sons, that he said that they didn't believe on the biking. Or he didn't like the, the business, mm. so mm-hmm. he need to pass his uh, his wisdom. knowledge, his knowledge, yes, yeah. to somebody else. So he chose me to do that. Right. So I was very pleased with that. But then when he said, "Okay, let's get on the bike," so I had a bike, so he loaned me a bike. And from Mexico City, anywhere you go out to any uh, uh, you know nearby state or city, you have to go up the hill. So he said. <clears throat> i met meet you in Toluca. Hmm. Toluca, I know where Toluca is now, but back yeah. then, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I said, <laughs> where's where Toluca? Yeah. And he said, you get to Rome by asking how to get there. So, basically, I said, okay, give me the bike. I'm going to go. So, keep pedaling. I didn't know how to switch gears. I didn't know <laughs> anything. I, was, I knew how to ride a bike. That yeah, was it. That was it. But when I started going uphill, okay, I started asking people, "Where, where's to go? You got to go straight up the hill. Mm-hmm. It's about, Seventy kilometers uphill. Okay. Okay. There were moments where I wanted to quit. Yeah. I'm like, what I'm doing here? You know, this is not for me. Yeah. But I never stopped. I keep going. Hmm. And then I found this older guy that um, had a, a machine on his back of the bike, and he was just with a, a hat. It was kind of cool hat. At the same, you know, during the the route, <clears throat> and he said, I'll take you, to, you know, halfway to Toluca. So he's riding with me with his machine on the back. And uh, those are all machines that you use to cut grass. Okay. So he's... You know, he's uh, on a bike? He's on a bike with a lawnmower with, on his with, back. With no gears. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And going yeah. up the hill. Wow. And I just saw him just like not suffering. He was whistling and all that. <laughs> and I'm dying behind him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then I kept going. And then he said, okay, I'm going that way. I'm going to make it right here. You keep going straight. So when I got to the top of the hill... Then I started going downhill, quickly. So I spent about two, three hours going uphill, 30 minutes going downhill. Fast, faster than cars. Mm-hmm. Made it to Toluca. Gonzalo comes with his truck and said, get in the truck, put your bag in the back, let's go. Yeah. I said, you asked me to go all the way to Toluca. Yeah, you're here, so let's go back. When we were driving back to Mexico City, he said, um... I was paying attention of, of what, you, what you were doing when you were riding. And I said, did I did something wrong? He said, no, you did it right. I told you to go to this place, and you went. So you followed my directions. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know how to switch gears, but you found a way to do it. Mm. Um, you kept pedaling forward, because you pedal forward or backwards, you don't go anywhere. Yeah. So you kept pedaling forward. And it took you more time than expected. But but you made it. You, you finished. Yeah. He and was trying to teach you something. Exactly. So he basically said, think about this. Going on a bike or practicing cycling is the same um, like, uh, like thinking about life. Yeah. He basically said, if you pedal forward, you get to go to places. If you're on a bike, you get to know people. If you pedal forward and it gets... You know, the hill gets really steep. high or steep. You need to learn how to shift the gears just like life. Mm. When things get tough during your, your path and on your life, then you need to learn how to shift the gears. Yeah. And you never pedal backwards because you don't go anywhere. Wow. But think about this. When you get to the top of the hill, yeah, you have to be, stay there. Try to stay there. Because remember when you went down the hill, it took you less time to go downhill. Huh. Life is like that. You don't make the right decisions. You go all the way down, all the way to the ground, and then it's hard to come back. Come back again. Wow. So, with that said, it's like wow.
0: That's quite profound. Mm-hmm. Did you realize how profound that message was back then? Yes. That you re- you realize wow, this is Mr. Miyagi here. He's he's teaching me something, something. here. You really appreciated it back yes.
1: then. Yes. And the question, my question is like, you have two sons. So why you haven't taught them this? And basically, he said they don't care. Mm. Okay, they don't care. right now; they may care later. But yeah. right now, they don't care. And I need to work on some with somebody. I need to make this, um, you know, kind of like my, uh, like writing a book. I need to pass it. His to
0: memoirs. You he wanted needs. to pass his
1: legacy exactly. down. So from there, he taught me how to, run, you know, ride a bike. Uh, every day, he used to come at 4 a.m. before I got to school to take me out for a training ride. Mm-hmm. we finished about six already enough time to go to school and then uh when i finished uh, school about one thirty, at 2 30 i had to be at the shop already working mm. all the way to eight or nine
0: yeah
1: and that was every single day except for the weekend on uh, on saturday i had to be there all day from 9 a.m to 9 p.m and on sundays we had a bike ride we go for a long-distance bike ride or a, or a race yeah yeah so it was kind of cool yeah um, that's a
0: real education yeah and it, it seems like that the the discipline and the schedule he was really teaching you something more mm-hmm it, he really wasn't his intention wasn't just to teach you a trade it's exactly. it was he was really trying to pass you a legacy pass you some some uh, life philosophy that maybe I guess he felt he didn't, couldn't give to us. And kids. The, the part
1: wax walks on, wax off, uh, yeah. Mr. Miyagi thing, he yeah. came home later, when he said, "Okay, I'm gonna make you the best mechanic," mm. and whatever the other mechanics that he had didn't want to do, I had to do it, mm. which, uh, you know, I had to learn how to do those things. Yeah. So basically, they used to build 75 bikes a day, from scratch. You know, from cleaning frames, painting them. Wow. Uh, having, they had to make hubs. They had to yeah. make the uh, stems, seats, seat, mm-hmm. seat post, uh, pedals. They made them from, you know, from uh, aluminum. Yeah. Just to to, unweld them and all to the, all that. All the fabrication. The, all the fabrication. Yeah. They had to make them. So seventy-five bikes a day. It was a lot. Um, but then he said, uh, "Okay, here's a box of reflectors. It's got the wheel. It's got on the back, and this is goes on on the front." Um, you know, start doing, you know, do your job. Mm-hmm. But they how do I do that? He said, well, here's a bike. Just take this bike as a model. Mm. And that was, that was it. He never taught me how to do stuff. And he's like, copy what you see here, do the same thing.
0: What did that teach you? But when you look back at those years, at those times, you know, how much of an influence do you think... Working in the shop, grinding out stems and reflectors and, train you know, plays into how you live your life today.
1: Um, what um, I learned from it is that you have to be consistent to learn more every single day. You have to learn something every single day. And that's kind of like my dad used to say, if you don't learn anything today, you know, it's no point of keep moving forward. You have to learn something new every single day. Mm. And that's what happened. Uh, Gonzalo was kind of like my second dad. And I spent as much time with him than what I spent with my own dad. Wow. Okay. But uh, it was two different schools. My dad, my, you know, my father, he was teaching me how to work, how to move forward with life and things from different perspectives. But this other guy, Gonzalo, he's trying to teach me how to work, how to make things right how to be perfect mm. um, and do my best. Mm. And at the same time, be consistent. Just like the reflector piece. Yeah. When he says, okay, put them all on. And then when I finish, he said, take them all off. And then I did that. Yeah. And then he's putting them back on again. Mm. I'm like, what's the point of you know, putting all these reflectors on and then taking them off and putting them back on? He said, if you do it once, it takes you an amount of time. You take them off, then it takes you next time you put them back on so you get you you get a, a perfection on your job or your stuff that you're doing you wow. learn wow. a technique oh, that yeah. you teach yourself yeah so you're basically a self uh, what, what's the word like I'm teaching myself how to do things yeah when I have a model yeah so uh, with that is uh, you know I learned that I had to be the best for me if I have uh, something for me I can produce something for somebody else. Wow. Just like a bike. Yeah. You know, you put, um, every time that I would build a bike, it was like, that bike is for me. Uh-huh. I thought that way. Yeah. That bike is for me. I have to, it has to be perfect. Wow. But then, I had to let it go. Yeah. Okay. And part of the, uh, the other teaching that he uh, um, uh, taught me on over the years, he said, I'm going to make you a bike racer. I'm going to make you one of the best bike racers. Mm -hmm. so when i started racing i was the worst bike racer i i couldn't figure out how to win a race took me a long time but i was practicing i was training i was following all directions how to eat how to train you know i was fit but something was missing which is the the motor of a cyclist it's the heart Hmm. okay if you don't believe in yourself you don't believe in what you are capable of then you cannot make it happen you're not going to win Yeah. so he gave me an option he said every time you win I'm going to give you a new part of a bicycle top of the line okay back then Campanolo which we are now Italian components was top of the line and and I said okay so that was kind of an incentive I raced won my first part what
0: was the the first part
1: a a rear derailleur okay and then he said okay this is to teach you how to shift the gears and then um, after that, one weekend I won, another, you know, a part, another weekend I didn't, and go like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, You still need 160 more parts, parts. to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, Okay. But it was a whole, you know, I had to to think and plan, to, uh, make a plan for myself and racing school and all that. So, wow. how am I going to make it work? So, when I finally, finally, um, you know when I finished my last race and I had my last part he said okay let's build your bike mm. so we built it yeah okay he told me how to build a bike and all that. by this time I already knew some mechanics um, skills we finished that bike beautiful bike it was the best bike that I ever had and he said okay it's time to go home let's close the shop okay so I took my bike out here's my bike and you please pay, uh, you know keep an eye on it sure So I went and closed the shop, came back, and the bike is gone. What? Yeah. The bike was not there. I said, where is my bike? He said, don't worry. I said, where is my bike? Yeah. He said, I just sold it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was my bike. Mm. Yeah, well, you were closing the shop. I called somebody across the street. They came, they took it. They paid for it. I said, that was my bike. Yeah. Yeah, how many bikes you had? I said, one. Well, with this money that we just got, you can have two. Oh, man. So that's like, wow, he just hit me. Yeah. And then I said, okay, but I don't have a bike to ride tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you use one of my bikes. So he never let anybody ride one of his bikes. That day, he said, I'm going to let you use one. Wow. Ride with my bike. Wow. Why? Because you earn it. Yeah. And then with the money that we got, he How much money? I don't remember, like maybe a thousand pesos or so, which okay, it was roughly, not much. Okay, okay. Uh, but it was enough to purchase two bikes two back legs.
0: then. And wow. Uh,
1: and then, uh, so the following week, we built two bikes: one uh-huh. for training, one for racing. Uh-huh. Beautiful. So, it's like he told me that he said, in uh, this life, you had to let good things go to receive better things. Wow, that's deep.
0: Mm-hmm. I so like you
1: that. you don't have to like say. Think like you have something and you're going to keep it forever. And possess it. Exactly.
0: Right. You have to be able to let it go. go. Or be willing to let it go in order to receive the gifts of of that. And his name was Gonzalo. Yes. Well, he was a wise man. Now, was he a professional cyclist or anything before? Yeah, he
1: was a professional cyclist back in the time. Um, When I met him, he was about close to 60 years old. Wow. So that's when he started uh, teaching me about cycling. That's why my Mr. Miyagi.
0: Yeah, he was your Mr. Miyagi. Uh-huh. That's a beautiful story. Yeah,
1: it is, and uh, that's why every time that I have a chance to talk to somebody about it, um, I really th- I'm very thankful for, you know, for life and God that uh, we cross paths and, uh, mm-hmm. in our lives.
0: Wow, that's amazing. If you could go on a bike ride with anybody, where who would you take with you? I right, thank you. Let's go for a bike ride. Hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it's one o'clock in the morning. Right now. Thank you, Fernando. I appreciate it. Thanks to you, Carl. You. <laughs> That's
1: <awesome>. Pleasure. Ah. <sighs>